Madden Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary. The year is 3013. The galaxy is scintillating in the mellow light. Two galactic pilgrims seek out vistas in the samurai future to bring forth the unity of the cosmic shaman. Opening the door of the pantheon of mystics, the evil sorcerer wizard powers the engine of science, seeking to forever alter the sacred balance, traveling on effervescent balls of summer fire. This week, X, the man with X-ray eyes. In the year 1963, the eye sees you. I see you. I see you. I see you, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> this Avatar prequel here. <laughs> no. Can you technically just say that any film set in modern day is a prequel to every sci-fi film? Yes, yes. Unless specifically contradicted. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's no contradiction. Titanic is an Avatar prequel. Yeah, sure, why not? Presumably the Titanic happened in the Avatar universe. <laughs> <laughs> but did the whole thing with the necklace happen? You know he went back and edited in so that the stars would be accurate to the night of the Titanic? In the special editions. Have you seen... Do you think he snuck, sneakily put Pandora's star in the sky? I should... Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> Why, yes. Why wouldn't he? I'd be disappointed if he didn't. Have you seen the um, pictures of Navi babies? A little. Uh, like from like the artwork and stuff? Yeah. No, I mean like the ones you can buy. Oh, no. <laughs> they're, they're terrifying. They're made of like kind of like gel and... They're, they're not cute. They're terrifying. So and the, they're expensive. You have to pay like $2,000 for a Navi baby. I do love Avatar. Avatar fans are a weird bunch. <laughs> as I'm learning as I become more of one. But not as weird as X the Man with X-Ray Eye fans. I mean, just Roger Corman fans, right? <laughs> the only two I know being, I think, you, Mark, and Andrew. <laughs> you say two? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I forgot that probably Mark likes them too. <laughs> anyway, this is Matt. This is Luke. It's a sci-fi sanctuary where at least half of us are into Roger Corman. Yep. Um, I mean, this is our second Corman, right? What was the first? I mean, I'm, you're probably right. I just don't remember. Did we not do one of the weird spy ones? I did the trip. Maybe this is... Oh, maybe you did it on a different podcast. It might have been a different podcast. What was the one where he, he swaps his face in that? Was that not Corman? That's not Face Off. No. Oh, Seconds. That's John Frankenheimer, okay. who's a much classier director. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> when we were kids, um, frequent guest, who you just mentioned, Andrew and I, would um, make fake TV shows. And we, we had a character called Corman Rogers. <laughs> okay. And he'd, he'd sit there, and I think Andrew played him, and he just made really, really boring films. Mm. Yeah, I just... I just Put it at the wall, and I hit the record, and I got, I got many meters of film of the paint drying, <laughs> not knowing, not knowing as like 10, 11, 12 years where we were, that Andy Warhol had already done that multiple times. Of course, probably yeah. Yoko Ono as well. So right, <laughs> I mean, it's slightly more highbrow than the stuff me and my friends were filming at that age, <laughs> which my dad recently um, gave me links to a OneDrive full of old shit I made at that age. Oh, okay, so it I... might be time to finally do the. Andrew watches some bullshit I made, and I watch some bullshit he made. Oh, for sure. Crossover yeah. event. Yeah, I'm into that. Um, I, I, I know your Sterling work is the is being Batman, so... 
Mm. Oh yeah, I, that's I, the one I remember. At least. I stand by that YouTube video. I think it's gold. That's a great YouTube video. I agree. <laughs> okay, uh, this movie. This was part of my 1999-2000 splurge of. MGM in particular putting out a bunch of caught films on cheap DVDs. So okay. you go to Best Buy and it was you know ten bucks for two films, which now seems like a ripoff, but at the time seemed like quite a deal. Yeah, X the Man with X Ray Eyes was I, I guess class. It was ten bucks for one film. It was just this wow. one. Yeah, which you know Ray Milan. Um, well, I guess I don't want to talk actors quite yet. So I, I guess I should. I, I've seen this movie yeah four times. Hey, I maybe. saw it this morning. Right. That, that's why I'm asking, like, I guess you can give your first impression before I dive into the actors. From the title, I assumed it would be something more cheesy and stupid than it was. It's got interesting ideas. Yeah. I was hoping it would go more Lovecraft and ridiculous than it did. Could you do but that at this time? Do you need not. Vincent Price for that? Maybe. I mean, he did see God, basically, by the end. Spoilers, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's something. Or maybe it's not. Maybe it is. You know, some sort of Crimson King type figure. So <laughs> maybe that's more fun. So it was classier than you thought it was going to be. Yeah, I think it was. That's the thing with Roger Corman. Like, has he ever made like a really good film? Probably not. Has he made? But the thing is, he he would be under time, under budget every time, and the results were good enough. Right. Yeah. I yeah. mean, this movie is. I, I, tell me if you disagree, but it's at least good enough. Oh yeah, I if not so. a little better. It feels like it deserves a name that's less ridiculous than X, the man with X-ray eyes. Right? I don't know. That's a great name. It's a great name, but it's a name for a dumber film than this. <laughs> so what would you name it? I don't know. I like, see God, but it's spelled E Y E. Yeah, something like that. The I C, whatever, something like that. <laughs> <clears throat> That's what I do with some of my classes. Whenever it has ICU, I'll do like the little motion. And of course, audio podcast can't see it, but chest thump, ICU, right? Yeah. <laughs> and and I, it's, it's now like a psychological test because I'm like, which students will also start doing that? <laughs> <laughs> and some of them do. And one of them, like I got one in particular that I know will do it every time, even if I don't do it now. So I brainwashed them. Were you there when we were talking about other languages and James called me a scoun? And it absolutely made my day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know a scoundrel. Is that scoundrel? No, scoundrel is um, what you call an idiot in the Navi language. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. That's just, like, he definitely learned that specifically from me. Like, yeah, I, 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 see, that wouldn't have even hit for me. But uh, <laughs> I, I also only saw, well, I saw Avatar The Way of Water um, once. We were, you've yeah, seen so it more than Three this. times in the theater. <laughs> I mean, I would have done that when I was like, you know, like a, a, a swinging bachelor for sure. Yeah. Well, I would have done it two times, to be honest. But <laughs> I would have been back mm -hmm. at that point. You know, now it's like, eh, no. <laughs> I've, if I manage to sneak in an IMAX viewing, I probably will. <laughs> I mean, my family have been like, yeah, we want to see Avatar 2. I would have been like, yeah, let's go for it. But they're, mm -hmm. they're, 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 they don't have my film obsessions, unfortunately. Yeah. Or fortunately, I don't know which. One of the two. Unfortunately for your wallet. Unfortunately for your <clears throat> cultural... Thingy. Yeah. Thingy, that's a... Okay. Cultural wallet. Dr. James Xavier is developing an eye drop to allow the human eye to see the rest of the spectrum. Despite her test on a monkey driving it so insane it dies, he tests the formula on himself. First, he gains the ability to see through skin and muscle, and then through the very universe itself. 
This leads him to first medical malpractice and then manslaughter. So he goes on the run, first joining a circus and then becoming a secret faith healer. He's eventually discovered and flees to Vegas to make enough money to continue his experiments. He's found out, a car chase ensues, he crashes in a field, hops over a barbed wire fence and stumbles across a Christian revival where he promptly decides to pull out his own eyes. Okay, start. Actors. Actors. Do we start with The Zone or do we start with Ray Milan? I did spend this whole film, because of you, now making me watch The Twilight Zone for your other podcast, <laughs> spotting all the ways this is very Twilight Zone. Yeah, because the, um, not, not, not Ray Milan, but the other main doctors are both zoners. We have, yeah. um, John Kroll, is that his name? Sorry, I have Ray Milan's page up now. Um, <laughs> Okay, we'll start with Ray Milan then. We're at Ray Milan, um, a legit actor. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he actually is slumming in here. He's in The Lost Weekend, Dial M for Murder. Um, well, he's later in Love Story. That's, I don't like that movie, but it was it was successful at the time. But Lost Weekend, Dial M for Murder. Those are those yeah. are some. He looks like the love child of Ricky Gervais and David Bowie. Yeah, okay, I'll go with that. He's he's too old for both of them, but yeah. yeah. I, I can certainly. So do you swing. think David Bowie having a child with Ricky Gervais is constrained by things like time? <laughs> <laughs> it's 1935, and I'm David Bowie. I can't do the Bowie voice, can I? That's why. I'm... No, that was the Schwarzenegger voice. What was that? You know, <laughs> I want a film where Schwarzenegger plays David Bowie, who's traveled back in time to 1935 to have a baby. But Schwarzenegger's like now 75, yeah. isn't it? Okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's a pseudo sequel to Junior. <laughs> Okay, so I guess all of my that, all of my impressions are. Um, are Rainier Wolfcastle. Well, okay, okay. Next week is Labyrinth, and I already told you you're doing the Bowie, not me. So <laughs> I know this, right? It's not like it's a surprise to me. I mean, my Bowie impression will just be I do my natural British accent. You can add a little sexual swagger oh. to it. Yeah, but not on Bowie's level. <laughs> uh, anyway, our zoners, uh, one of which has not quite. Well, he's been on a previous episode, but, um, oh yeah, Howard J. Stone, um, mm. a, as far as time goes, I think in two weeks he's going to show up in The Arrival on The okay. Twilight Zone, in which he sticks his hand into a propeller. Okay. <laughs> Here he falls out a window, also yeah. a very Twilight Zone movie. Extremely <laughs> Twilight Zone. Even down to the, like, really awkwardly, he gets nudged and throws himself out of it <laughs> through some stunt glass. Um... Yeah, so he, he's here, he's fine. Uh, John Hoyt, um, of, of course, being the original doctor on Star Trek and showing up in multiple Twilight Zones. Yeah. Um, and Don Rickles, who's in your favorite episode, Mr. Dingle the Strong. <laughs> <laughs> great comedian, great here. He's actually he's very good here, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he has a cool character like that, he He really manages that sort of, he starts off charming, but there's some menace underneath. You're right, right. He pulls that off very but well. But then he ends up like kind of out of his league as well. Yep. So it's, it's kind of, he, gets a, he gets a good character arc for a dude that only gets maybe five minutes of screen time. But what's interesting, to, to <coughs> stay on the Twilight Zone thing, what I thought was, so you start with the premise, here's a guy who can see through stuff. 
and then he basically just hits four different potential Twilight Zone ways that could have gone. Yeah. So first there's the, the ending where he accidentally kills his friend. But then they do the version where he goes and joins the circus. <laughs> then they do the version where he's some sort of healer. And then they do the version where he goes to the casino. Oh, Twilight Zone would have given you one of those four. Don't right? forget the revival. You got five. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The revival being the best. <laughs> <laughs> that, the revival is the one that would be in Twilight Zone. There's another, any one of these could have been in Twilight Zone, but that would have been the sort of five-star Twilight Zone. Especially the last one, yeah. yeah. If this was a comedy episode, it would have been the casino. If it was a... No, that would have been the morality play. Mm. Um, <laughs> as... as you know, while we're on actors, I've looked at uh, Diana Vanderbilt. How do you say V L I S? Oh, <laughs> Vanderbilt. That sounds good. I'll go with that. It's like Florida Lee, right? Yeah. Uh, she is best known for X, the man with the X-ray eyes, the swimmer. Don't know what that is. Yeah. Okay. She's known for X, the man with X-ray eyes. Um, mm. I tell. Right. I just figured out why this film doesn't seem like it fits the title, Man with the X-ray Eyes. You get all those scenes where he's looking at the nudie bodies and you don't see anything. Mm, oh. a, a title this schlocky, <laughs> you'd expect it to show you, right? Not in 1963, though. No, I guess not. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that in 63. I mean, I was watching it on the bus, so I was kind of glad it didn't. Not the bus, the train, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a public transit, so same <laughs> idea. Um, I don't know, I, but that makes it like almost like cute instead of lecherous. Yeah, no, because no, he's still leching. You see what he's looking he's at. He's leching, yeah, but it's it's <laughs> it's played for laughs, not to you know titillate I mean, us. Yeah, I mean, it's, is that horrible? Are are you being a pest if you if you have this amazing power and you just you can't avoid it? It's like I can't help myself. Well, it's it's because you know, sounds horrible. You can stare at a woman when she is clothed, and it could be lecherous. Mm. But if you just happen to see her, that's okay. What's his, his excuse is, I'm a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> Which apparently works on her. She seems pretty into him the whole way through. She's no a doctor, how horrible too. he gets. Yeah. No, but he, he's pretty heinous at some points, and she never seems to be put off. <laughs> yeah, that is one weird thing. Is like, apparently, Raymond in 1963 is like, still attracts the. Um, you know, has the allure to attract young women, which doesn't really chart. Right. <laughs> I mean, he looks like the dude at the frumpy, you know, middle-aged convention in Vegas. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, if he won, he'd have to pay for, for ridiculous times. I'm assuming this was all written before he was cast. I don't know. <laughs> uh, this is... You know what? You keep talking about the title. I am, would be willing to bet the title is the first thing to be cast. Possibly, yeah. You know, we will produce X the Man with X-ray eyes. Yes, okay. <laughs> the fact that Roger Corman happened to get, like, good actors and, like, a, 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 at least on B-movie terms, like, mm -hmm. I mean, this is a pretty much a, an early... In early 60s B-movie terms, I guess this is a masterpiece? Yeah, yeah. For a B-movie, this is creeping <laughs> into just being a legit movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing. It's like the only thing that makes a B movie is they can't afford their effects that they want to do. <laughs> so you just get kaleidoscopes and color. I like kaleidoscopes. I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, none of it looks like a guy is actually seeing with X-ray vision. No, there's nothing moves. There's certainly some uh, willing suspension of of disbelief here. So mm. um, let me get another glance. I, I'm the man in the chair today. That never happens. Okay, that's because we're using your phone to record now. Yep. <laughs> Um, I'm just seeing if there's any other actors we really need to uh, hit here. Um, da, da. No, this guy gets a picture, but he's also casino patron, so I think we're finished. <laughs> right. <laughs> we got we got through the biggies because yeah. Well, okay, that that's the thing with blondes because for a little bit that younger blonde is like I'm not saying interested in him, but talking to him right at the party. Oh yeah. And and I actually 
because it was probably late at night for one thing, I actually like missed for a second that this is actually a slightly younger person than the than the doctor. I see. The the other actress in the movie. So, and then she shows up. I'm like, oh crap! <laughs> and, and I'm like, oh, she does look a little older, which I didn't notice up to that point. So, I don't even know if it was meant to be a, like his eyes turned by a younger woman thing. It was just. She's just another woman. I just thought, but she was kind of flirty with him, and it yeah, seemed yeah. weird because he's Ray Milan and in middle age. So <laughs> maybe she thought he looked rich. <laughs> <laughs> maybe she's really like this. Is a, this, is a, this is like a, seems to be a club specifically for doctors, right? So mm. she just goes there to find a rich old doctor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is she a doctor? I. She could be. She I could judge. Be. Maybe she's an intern. Maybe. Yeah. Once you're a doctor, you get less flirty because then you actually make money yourself, don't you? Yeah. Hopefully, you should be because you're. Yeah, doctoring. Unless you're, um... But ideally, you should be making that money from the state. leads us into one of our Twilight Zones of the podcast that his, the racket is just the sort of faith healing thing it was a pretty good depiction of like those kind of grifters well, where he's like oh it'll just be donations whatever they can give while he's got big dollar signs in his eyes but they are providing an actual the difference service. is he does actually do something yeah but yeah. again they are they are um, blurring the line on what he can do he doesn't explain that he can just see right he's letting them spread the rumor that he's a healer yeah, okay, that, that's... And that's the pro strat, is you never say anything too weird. You let your followers and your fans say it. <laughs> you lost your bottle cap, it's mm-hmm. gone. But... <laughs> I tried to save it with my hand, and then I tried to save it with my knees, but no, that was... I know, I watched the whole drama <laughs> while you were talking. Well, the listeners can hear it fall on the table, and then, like, a few seconds later, finally hit the floor as I give up. <laughs> yeah, so... It, that one, it's it's kind of a scam, but it's kind of not a scam. I mean, it's very useful if someone can look in and see. Yeah, it's only it's useful in a country where getting checked is too expensive. Yeah, yeah, okay, good <laughs> point. Like, yeah, yeah, but the, adva- I, the advantage he's giving them is I, they can go straight to the doctor with what they actually need. I guess that's right, because in Japan, you know, if something's wrong, it's very easy to go get it checked, right? Yeah. Whereas in the States, especially when I was, like, in my 20s and didn't have insurance, it was, like, kind of madness. Yeah. And um, all of all of every road led to here's a prescription for oxycontin what's what's the one that everyone's addicted to? i've heard that one a lot yeah i think that's the one okay and that's the first time i got prescribed that i was like oh no this is not for me and yeah didn't really what is it like a painkiller or yeah i see you're just like oh you're having a problem here like knock it out here's some here's here some, stop feeling it and assume that whatever the causes has gone away here's some government grade heroin for you <laughs> <laughs> i mean i guess that's the health system in in the states so well, it's my blessing and my curse that most painkillers um, i'm immune to so so you know x the man with x-ray eyes because i've already forgotten what the doctor's name actually was wait it's xavier how can you forget Dr. oh yeah because i had my note that james xavier should go, go to, to xavier's, xavier's school <laughs> and this does slightly pre-date x-men right um only about two years one year i think the first i think x-men number was 1964 oh there you go yeah yeah so was early x-men comics can we assume um, that stanley who created the beatnik cafes 
who created Professor X, whose name is Xavier, might have seen X, the man with X-ray eyes starring Xavier. It could have just stuck in his head, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, or, 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 you know, 20 years later, we get, we, we get the Xavier making Cabbage Patch Kids. Yeah. That one's a lot creepier, though. My, um, my uncle, who I got all my comic books from, obviously he'd read comic books for 20 years before he saw a cartoon or a film or anything. So he thought it was pronounced Xavier. I could see that. I thought it was Magneto for years. Ah, makes yeah. more sense. I th- in fact, I don't think it was Magneto until the first X movie came out. No, that would have been the '90s cartoon. No, I was about to say I was slightly too old to really rock the '90s. Oh, okay, cartoon. right. So yeah, I think so I you start- wouldn't have known, right? I think I started to get the inkling I was saying it the wrong way because I right. probably saw like a stray episode or a few minutes yeah. here and there, or, or but I didn't watch it. I, I still haven't seen it. Huh. I've read like. Every X-Men comic up to about 1994. The thing is, it does more or less just translate X-Men comics. Oh. So it's not like you need to. I've read those comics up yeah. to 1994, like uh, Extinction Agenda for the real dorks. That's where I finally bailed out. I think too, everyone bails out for a few years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I came back in for Grant Morrison and bailed out again. Yeah. Um, any, anyway, the point being, maybe I don't need to watch the Apparently show someone did a really good run recently. I'm sure they did. Yeah. I mean, at this point, though, you read the X-Men, it's like, now I have to deal with, like, 60 years of convoluted con- Well, no, but that, that's why every now and then someone comes along and does just... You can just read this artist run and it's... Right, but these. then they have to start plowing in, like, all the other crap again. It's like, I mean... I mean, Cyclops should now be, like, 8,000 years old and, and something, right? Because yeah. in the comic... The only old? one who's allowed to age is Spider-Man. The, the last time... No, Cyclops ages No, the X-Men do, right? Because they were university He's students. He's, like, and 16 now they're the when it starts, right? They're all, yeah. like, six... They're high school when it started, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. The last time I checked, which would have been like ten years or more, uh, Cyclops seemed to be about thirty-five. 30s, yeah, like he's aged a little bit. So I mean, they slowly. Peter Parker has not been a teenager since nineteen sixty-eight, realistically. Yeah. So because that's the one that's the most of a soap proper. But I guess X Men is as well. How, how old is Peter like, Parker in the comics now? He's thirties, I think. Because okay. uh, now Miles Morales lives in the main universe, so he can hang out with him. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm just like, are, are, are Cyclops and Peter Parker pushing forty yet? Probably going to get close to it, yeah. Yeah, they got to nodge that. I mean, but that's the third only thing because, like, yeah, these characters age, but like, Cap and Iron Man have just been a straight thirty-five forever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Hal it's Jordan got his great temples quite early on. So, yeah, yeah. I think that was the first major, like, oh, this guy's older thing. And I, that was again the because they brought in a younger Green Lantern to be like the new one, right? Yeah, that's what you got to do: bring the young blood and make the old blood older. Mm-hmm. We need young, young Cyclops to make him older. Uh, this guy's not a Cyclops. He's Might be a Triclops, as he does say, the one in the middle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, uh, you well, know... It's a gag, obviously. You can, not that no, f- I know. You can get yeah, that was for the listener who's about to tweet at us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could say it's like a conduit to the infinite or, or it's just a vestigial eye, but something's there. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's definitely like the inkling of something that used to sense something that is not particularly used anymore. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I do like his blindfold in this movie with the third eye. I was going to say, I bet you love the whole, like, carnival section where he's dressed up like these Chinese mystic. And... Oh, I think I, you saw in my notes, I, if you glance, I was like, oh, the whole movie should be in this carnival. I want to spend time <laughs> in this, like, lame carnival. Yeah. Get get vomit. Um, I did actually really like the way he, like, the guy who's coming like, ah, it's all a trick, and then he just fucking destroyed him. I mean, I had the fantastic, you know, in, in university, taking my girlfriend to the, the carny place, uh, mm. riding the tilde whirl, and then she vomited. <laughs> We'd been on... Th- she didn't fall off and break her leg in two ribs. That didn't happen. Uh, the zipper is what did it, to be honest. It's mm. just, then we went in the tilde whirl, and then she got sick. So I like yeah. to say it was, because it sounds classy, right? Oh, the tilde whirl did it, but yeah. it, it was the zipper, which was... It's like a long ovaloid ride that also that the whole ovaloid turns, and then the car is also turned with oh, okay. So it is relatively vomit-inducing. Yep. 
Well, I've had many, many a date ruined by a zipper that didn't do what it was told. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this zipper did exactly what it was supposed to do. It just, uh, yeah, it just makes you vomit. Don't vomit into the zipper. That, that's, that's, that's for the My dad likes to tell a story of, of one of his friends was at a, a party, and he was making out with a girl, but he's obviously very drunk. <laughs> he had his arms around her, vomited into his own sleeve, <laughs> and back to make it out. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Um, I mean, it was my dad. I, I think my father's drunk story was um, going to the, the enlisted men's club in Puerto Rico when he was in the Navy, um, ordering a, a Bacardi 151. The next thing he knew, he was in his underwear at a bowling alley 15 miles away. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good story. Yep. <laughs> That's how your evening should go, for sure. Um, so without, I mean, without the obvious joke answer, what would you do with your x-ray eyes? Um, I mean, honestly, looking into people's anatomy and finding problems is... Uh, that is something, because of obviously growing up reading like Superman comics, that's something I fantasized about, is being able to spot, like, oh, you've got this, go see a doctor sort of thing. Right, so I have a very specific... I was around 13, 14, and I swear I wasn't. But because this girl was a bit taller than me, she accused me of staring at her tits. <laughs> <laughs> and ever since then, I've wished that I could have been, like... No, actually, I was X-wearing your lungs. You need to... Because uh... <laughs> that would have been the only way the only way to get out of that situation with dignity. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I wasn't staring at your tits. I'm just, uh, just, just staring into the middle distance. Your tits happened to be in front of my face. <laughs> well, you know, I tend to just glance off into random directions and space out, and who knows what I'm looking at. Sometimes it's something I... I definitely do that sometimes when people think I'm looking at them, and it's like, oh, no, sorry, I wasn't. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm, I'm elsewhere, man. But yeah, when you're a 13-year-old boy, and it seems like you're staring at a girl's chest. <laughs> I, I definitely don't... One, the experiment itself, he's... I mean, he is a mad scientist. I mean, he yeah. goes crazy as the film goes, but he, see, he seems sane at the start, but he's still doing pretty nuts. Success, nutsy stuff. right, is the thing. I mean, the monkey dies, and now he's going to try it? That's, oh, it's a monkey, I'll be fine. Yep. <laughs> well, also, because it... I feel like maybe a, a one more edit at the script, they'd have made the, the ground would be putting more pressure on him. Mm. Whereas they, they seemed pretty chill. She's like, hey, you need to report him what's going on. And he's like, well, I'm going to do the experiment on myself. It's like, no, just show them the monkeys, they'll be fine. <laughs> the monkeys were not fine. No, but like, they'll be like, oh, okay, well, it kills them at the moment, but, you know, keep working on it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's some progress that's been made. The monkey did see the different color, I guess. How... Yep. Again, also, maybe he just trained it to do that. Yeah, it seemed like... <laughs> How much do we trust the monkey, really? So, I mean, the monkey could just be pulling switches because it's fun. Yep. Well, again, yeah, we don't know that he he says he trained it to pull the ones he sees. He might have just trained it to pull those three in that order. <laughs> if he was a, if he was the scam artist. And then, and then oh. Howard Stone, the other doctor, helps him with it, so he's also complicit. I mean, he he deserves his fall out of a window because of that, I guess. It was realistic, actually, that they go for the like. Yeah, you did save that girl's life. You're still going to trial for malpractice. Because <laughs> <laughs> you just used experimental x-ray eyes to interrupt an operation in progress. And, and he cut his hand. That was a that yeah. was a. That I will was a say, though, the, the one who really should be on trial is the guy who, after he came in and told him, no, I've used my x-ray eyes to see, still invited him to the surgery. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been a red flag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I mean... Well, his eyes didn't look that weird yet. They just had like a little bit of weird crawl around the edges. But, you know, I mean, that wouldn't throw you off. It's not like the later, like, black and bronze eyes. Those are, mm. those are fantastic. No, but still what he's saying is slightly bizarre. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's a sign that maybe this guy shouldn't be in the 
surgery room just yet. Do you think that the compound also drives you a little nutty, or is it the fact that I think the implication the is infinite? what you see is driving you nutty, yeah. And yeah. that's more fun anyway. That's more Lovecraftian, I guess, yeah. yeah. That, that's what you're saying, where you want that to be pushed a little more, and this movie yeah. Yeah, yeah, doesn't sure. really do that. Because there is a Lovecraft story that's almost exactly this. Mm. Well, I, can't, I can never remember which one it's called, but it's the one. I think it's from Beyond. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen that, but it sounds reasonable that, That's the one where, yeah, he, he creates some formula that you can see the other parts of the spectrum. I did just start seeing these like big, horrendous beings that live among, alongside us. Well, there's the Borgia story. Um, who made the Memorius? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Um, Hit me up with that one, Daddy-o. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to get his, his, his proper name, but um, <laughs> it's a guy that remembers everything he sees. Oh, okay. Um, That's one of those things that sounds good, and then you're like, actually, I don't want that. Okay, I don't feel bad for not remembering the author's name, which is... Um, Umberlito Borges. Borges? I don't know. I'm trying. He's Argentinian, so I'm trying okay. to. Anyway, anyway, he wrote some very trippy short stories, one of which is Humes the Memorias, where Humes remembers everything he sees, mm. like to, down to the last detail. So he never leaves his room. Right. Because it's just too much to get new information. That's too much information for his brain to process. He, mm. So he's like, I know everything in my room to the last atom, basically, but I can't leave this room. Right. Because I can't have new information. So he can't see too much. Mm. Uh, other trippy stories by this guy is the uh, Infinite Library, where it's like, it's, 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 uh, every book is um, like a thousand pages and all have like slightly different combinations of letters. So, mm. you know, 99.9% of them would be gibberish and the others would be like real books. And <laughs> the library goes on forever. So, you know, <laughs> basically nice, the Infinite Monkeys thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except in a very uh, different, trippier context. A more mathematical version. Yeah. A more mathematical version, yes. But a uh, great, great author recommending him. But uh, mm. I, 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 that's one of my favorite things of like seeing too much, you know? Mm. It's not even that it's driving him mad necessarily, it's just he can't deal with it, which yeah. I guess would drive you mad eventually. But I'm in my room. Well, it's slightly, a slightly more real kind of mad, though, right? Mm. That's what a lot of mirror mental illness looks like rather than ranting and raving about invisible beings that are going to eat you or whatever. There's another thing that, um, you know, I, 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 you might have seen in my notes that there's a bit of a Lucy thing, especially when he's explaining it. Like, we only see 10% of things. I think this and is more true than what Lucy talks about. This seems, Yeah, this actually seems more reasonable than Lucy, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, we cannot see gamma waves or, I mean, we know oh, that yeah. we only see the small spectrum. I mean, yeah, X-rays, ultraviolet, infrared, they do exist. We know this. Auras um, would be a joke for this guy. Yeah. I mean, you know, some people say you can see him now, right? So he's like, yeah, yeah, get past that. There's more, man. <laughs> How do we feel? You allude a little bit to the effects. How do we feel about these effects? They're fun. They're fun. But that's pretty. They don't, I guess they do the job. But they wouldn't. What's the I best? I wouldn't say it's a film with great effects. What's the best one? Um, it's not really an effect. This is a loaded question, by the way. The scene in the. I assume you've got one. <laughs> but for me, the scene where he goes into the. Um, 
the dance hall, mm. and it's just like cutting between them in clothes, and then just like showing some naked legs. That's fun. Oh, that's fun. That's Best fun. is probably that brief flash of when he sees the dude's skull while he's talking to him. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. That was yeah, creepy. As well. I was going to say when he when he's I think he's in his bed or something, looking like through the building. Mm. They um, actually scheduled it to film while the building was under construction. Oh, that's very cool. So they could get into each nook and cranny and go through. So I was like, oh, that's a well thought out effect. That's a budget. very smart move. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I definitely like that one. I will say, I mean, the kaleidoscope vision thing is very cool, but it, yeah, it does get old. They needed like a few more tricks up their sleeve. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what two thousand one figured out. Because let's let's face it, the Stargate isn't like a the big budget went to the models and stuff, right? Yeah. It didn't go to those effects. They just got really creative and did cool stuff. Mm-hmm. The effects themselves were were basically an X the Man with X ray eyes budget territory. Yeah. yeah. What was the film we saw recently that I always forget? Brain Dead. Hmm. This. This pay, this suffers because we so recently saw that, which isn't the same thing, but it does. Here's a weird ass trippy visual of the beyond. Yeah, much yeah. Better, oh know? yeah, well he had a Douglas Trumbull had his a brainstorm by the way. Exactly I, I should correct brainstorm, yeah, brainstorm, okay. yeah. Because I, I, I think there is a movie called Brain. Yeah, I think it's death. the um, the horror movie that Peter Jackson made before he got big. Oh yeah, there's one of those. Yeah, yeah. I always think of uh, Dead Alive and Meet the Feebles myself. <laughs> And the Frighteners, although that's already Hollywood, so yeah. does that count? I don't know. Frighteners, good movie. Have you seen that? I haven't seen most horror. I remember. Okay. Well, I would, I would call Frighteners like Ghostbusters style. Horror, okay. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll say that one for Halloween. But uh, yeah, that is an interesting thing. I mean, you, these are creative effects. It's just like if they had a few more tricks up their bag, it would have like really blown it out of the gate. Which maybe again leans into the feeling that this felt like it had about a Twilight Zone's worth of material. Stretched out, out for to... three Twilight Zones of length. Well, and, and I mean, my Twilight Zone cast, we're going to get to the fourth season where now we got to do an hour, right? So, uh, yeah. And we'll see how that works out. Here, well, that, that's my question. We, I think we said before, um, Twilight Zone, the movie, does feel like a weird facsimile. It doesn't really quite feel like the Twilight Zone. Where something like this does kind mm. of feel like the Twilight Zone. I mean, it's got actors from it. No Sterling here, but, uh, you know, I, I'll take Roger Corman too, so. Yep. <laughs> Um, yeah, what, it's, it's definitely, you know, feeding off the same vibes. What is the best actual Twilight Zone the movie? Just uh, putting right out of the gate that Twilight Zone the movie probably is not. A fine mm. movie in some ways, but uh, not quite the right uh, it's, it's just any, like... Seconds, you mentioned that before. That, come, that uh, certainly comes Just like, close. take any, like, here's one high concept. Yeah. Takes exclusion. Even something like The Prestige. Yeah, seconds is too classy though, right? Mm. It's, it's got, I mean, it, it has time and budget and a master director. Maybe, and I don't usually think he's that good, but one or once or twice, Shyamalan. Yeah, like Six Sense is a Twilight Zone. Oh yeah, how about the visit? You ever watched the visit? I don't think I've seen the visit. Okay, I'm just asking because the Blu-ray sitting at the local rental place for a few bucks. But <laughs> I, I almost bought it twice, and both times I went to look a little more, yeah. and it was like found footage. And I was like, nah, yeah. I don't want to do that. <laughs> Sometimes it's good, but I mean, I, I'm sure it's. I mean, it's not like you know, like it's obviously big budget found footage, so maybe it's right. better. But I'm just, for me, I see the words found footage. I'm like, eh, that that's kind of a deal breaker for me. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't turn me on these days. Yeah, yeah. Once or twice it's been decent, but a lot of the times it's just a crutch because they couldn't bother to film it like a film. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is the best scene in this one? The scene? Yeah. That's the end. It's the final scene. I mean, because we were walking, you were actually finishing the movie, and I was like, oh, you've gotten to the best scene. I think I just, like, burst out laughing out loud. Because <laughs> it's ridiculous. 
on the face of it. And then the final shot is such a terrible photoshopped his eyes out and put some blood there. <laughs> Don't even face. no, that's actual paper and cutouts, I think, you know. Well like over his real face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or under. I think they maybe cut it out of his face and put it underneath. But Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I thought you meant like They'd cut out some paper eyeballs, and he, the actor had warned them, like, when you put pretend eyes on to scare the kids. Oh, that would be cool, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, literally, they were cutting up the photo, not even a Photoshop. I mean, that that is a, a top-flight Twilight Zone-style ending. Yeah. Not even a twist, just an ending. I mean, yeah. this, doesn't have a, this doesn't have a twist, really, does it? I guess the twist is I, that he was seeing the, the eye in the center of the universe or whatever. That's kind of cool. I mean, yeah. but they But they'd been sort of showing you the whole film. It's not like it was put out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Is that what the kaleidoscope was? That was the eye in the center of the universe? I was a little... So he says the drug is cumulative, and then he keeps taking it as well. And yet he seems to be complaining that he wants to go back. <laughs> so yeah, I don't quite know what he was playing I mean, he there. definitely gets into like junkie mode. I'm like, well, if it's cumulative, does he need to take... I guess, okay, it wears out. He takes more stronger than the last time. So yeah, I think it's... The effect can wear off, but the power is getting more cumulatively stronger. Oh, each time he takes it, it's more than the last time. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's a pretty bad place for a drug to be. Yep. Like, because, you know, people do heroin and, like, oh, the first two times it was fun and then I was just addicted. Whereas this, it would, it would technically... It gets more and more fun. It would be funner, yeah. We'd all be on heroin. Yep. <laughs> it's like playing Mario Kart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With x-ray eyes. Yep. Who do you usually play on Mario Kart? Guess. Koopa? I've got a shrine of her in my room. Oh, okay, you're a peacher. <laughs> I just say Koopa because you got the jacket on. Yeah. Okay. Because <laughs> you're like guessing, you say it like I should know way. So I was like, okay, it's right there. Okay, yeah. yeah I okay. play Peach in everything that she's in, basically. Okay, yeah, yeah. That makes Actually, sense. that's not true. I always play Mario in the platformers. You got Usually controls best. You got your picture with Peach, right? Yeah. Okay. Did you hug Peach? I don't think I was allowed. Okay. She called me her friend, though. <laughs> <laughs> that's good enough, I guess. Okay. Yeah. No, I was just I was curious because you know it's it's still like um, uh, uh, pandemic-y times still. Yeah. Does no, it was less like a pandemic thing, more like that is a very elaborate costume that I would ruin if I. Yeah, touched. I guess it's kind of creepy too. <laughs> I don't know. If he hugs you, does that happen? I don't know. I just have a fantastic. Uh, who is my wife hugging? Um, I think it's King Louis from the Jungle Book. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, you can't really do that picture right now. That's too bad. I guess you could as a costume, but whatever. People don't, right? <laughs> uh, did you have any other uh, other points of order you want to throw at this one? I think we've hit all the bits I wanted to hit. Okay. Oh, How would you cheat? Like, which superpower is the best superpower to go and cheat at Vegas? I thought the prime mover one, the Twilight Zone, was pretty good. He just like does a slight bit of telekinesis on the uh, mm. dice. Yeah, that's how Qui Gon Jinn cheats. Like, okay, this guy is not. He's bad at it. That's why I'm like, does the drug also drive him insane? Because he does not finesse this at all. Well, I think that could also just be that he's a, he's a square, you know? He's a freaking medical doctor who suddenly decided to become a Vegas cheat. Like, he's not cut out for that. I mean, Joe Pesci is going to show up and... Yeah, quit. he's getting ganked. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't even let him leave with the 20 grand he won there. Because even the, the, the other doctor is like, you have 20 grand now you know call it a day maybe because mm -hmm. you i mean you come back tomorrow you go go, go to a, a different casino plenty of casinos yeah i mean uh, they keep track of this stuff i mean he's not gonna the house always wins even if you have x-ray eyes you know yeah so he's, he's gonna get his hands broken at some point i assume oh oh here's the thought i had he has x-ray eyes then does he emit x-ray radiation that wouldn't work anyway though 
because you'd have to emit the x-ray version and then run around to catch it on the other side. So it's not actually x-rays. Oh, okay, he's not receiving the x-rays. That's yeah. the thing of the movie, okay. Uh, yeah, I've, I've, that's, I've been thinking that for 40, 20 years. How old am I? 32 years, because <laughs> Superman's x-ray vision. Oh. Presumably not x-rays. Yeah, yeah. Because you would have to shoot the x-rays and fly at the speed of light to the other side of the person and catch them again. Well, I, I'm noting here that he's, like, this is totally a Batman villain origin story. Yeah. Until the last scene, because the Batman villain still needs to have his eyes, right? Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it, it falls apart then. But up to that point, this is... This is that's why I kind of wonder if he also emits radiation, because if Batman had to deal with them, that would be a problem, right? You know, you know what the, ne- the secondary twist should be, though? Was that? He can still see through the eyes, even though they're not attached. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We need another man to this movie. Yeah. I still, I still see. They could have dubbed in I still see when you're seeing the bad Photoshop thing, right? Like, <laughs> I can still see. That, man, you could just dub somebody, whoever's at MGM and can do this, just... <laughs> Dub that in. Everyone that made this movie is now dead. They will not complain. You can do it. <laughs> I could still see. I like that. Okay, sure. Let's do a sequel. X2, the man with eyes in his pocket. X2, the man with two x-ray eyes. <laughs> he has two x-ray eyes in this one. <laughs> I know. That's why I like the title. <laughs> the man with two... Two X2 ray, two eyes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a better title. I'll give you that. Um, sorry, just I just... Oh, you said the party seemed to be all doctors? I, 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 it's mainly the clientele is doctors, but yeah. I don't know if everyone there is. Okay, because I was maybe maybe you have to get to the 70s for a key party, but I felt, I felt key party vibes. Because oh, so they were doing the thing of like making the drinks with a syringe and stuff, so they're clearly all doctors in there. Yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, oh, she, she um, accuses him of murder. That's manslaughter at best. Yeah. I mean, he, didn't re- he did not have previous intent. Hmm. Yeah. So that's manslaughter. Oh, but these aren't lawyers, they're doctors. Okay, good point. I guess you just watch somebody, like, accidentally kill someone, you'd say you murdered them, that makes yeah. sense. I'm, I'm just, just... Well, no, but no, but she says, because he says, oh, you saw what happened, and she says, they won't believe it, they think you're insane. Mm. So she's not saying he's a murderer, he's saying they will say he's a murderer. I'll show you I'm crazy, <laughs> which he does pretty yep. well. Um, his driving, I mean, we get it, but that's fantastic. You should that, not be driving with those eyes. That's fantastic. Early 60s, low-budget stunt driving. Yeah. I, I'm going to give it that. It's, it's a little too slow. It's not Fast and Furious. Yeah. But it goes on a little too long. It goes on a little too most long. Of it's just him driving down roads. Yeah, but, but the <laughs> amount like, of swerve really on those roads. Right That's good. I mean, for an educational film, that would be prime footage. Yeah. You know? So I'm going to give it that as well. Yeah, he should not be driving. And then I, I guess any... That's the thing I wrote. Any crash you can walk out of is a, is a success. But he doesn't really walk out of it properly. So... Stumbles out of it, gets stuck on a barbed wire fence, finds a church, and rips his eyes out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that okay. Well, we know what the last couple lines of your plot summary need to be now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I guess people have already heard it because of the magic of editing. <laughs> Psychic surgery seems like a good racket. We already talked about that. Oh, oh, someone's reading the laugh book. I hope the laugh book is funny. Did you catch the laugh book? No. I saw someone reading the laugh book in the in his um, psychic surgery clinic. Uh-huh. Or psychic observing clinic. I guess he's mm. not doing the surgery. Mm. Um, Should have been the Necronomicon. I guess if you're going to get addicted, it may as well be from a drug that you yourself created. No, never get high on your own supply. <laughs> not your supply, though. That's a dealer. They got it from somewhere else. This is your... Making right. it like high. Well, I guess I guess Heisenberg doesn't do his own, does he? No, he and he regularly tells Jesse not to. Yeah. Okay. You've got to watch Breaking Bad, man. It's so good. 
It, it, it would be really easy for me to do that. Yeah, I know. You've got it all at home, right? <laughs> yeah. I, so, like, I'm currently listening to Breaking Bad podcast and watching it one episode every two weeks. You could do it at that pace. I should probably do it that way. You're, you're right. Okay. <laughs> um, once I'm finished hardcoring theme park obsessions, maybe I'll get there. <laughs> the, the 2030. Look out for Matt finally watching Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> when, do, when do I watch Yellowstone then? 2040? Okay. Okay. Here's some Ford Adventure shows up. In a prequel or something, I don't know. So, how does this movie look? I mean, you just watched it for the first time, right? It's 2023. I, I first saw it in 99 or 2000, probably. It was already old by that point. but uh, And I was looking for schlock 60s at that point, like, very intently. Yeah. So, this was, you know, this was a winner when you're looking. Well, that's the thing, because you, you go into expecting schlock and you get a surprisingly, for, for what you're expecting, quite a classy film. There's a lot to think about. Yeah. There's a lot to think about and after. I like, I've said the effects are kind of cheesy and they're not all that, but they're also not the main driving force of the film. No, it's a like you could make about. you could make the film. We don't even see any effects. It's all in his performance. Yeah, which I guess is the I well, guess a lot that's of the plus of getting that, Ray right? Milan right. Yeah. You've got like it's a, this is a weird movie for him to show up, and it's probably one. Of the, I mean, this and Lost Weekend is basically what he's known for at this point. <laughs> so it, 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 on paper, it was definitely a bad decision for him to do this. But yeah, the results are cool. <laughs> well, and and for murder, hmm? and and for murder. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I did think about that. I just, Felt liking to the end of my sentence, you know. <laughs> um, I don't know. We, what's what's the other early '60s stuff we done? We just did Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea. That's an interesting one to pair this up against. Which one? Because that's one that had a lot of budget, but maybe wasn't that smart to think about. The effects were probably better. Oh, the effects are definitely the effects in that film are great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's something to think about in that film, but it's a little more like disaster movie because it's Irwin mm. Allen. This, I guess this one gets nice and. Has a nice psychological tendril into your well, brain. Especially because it stays low key. He never like even when he goes and uses his powers to cheat at Vegas, it's twenty grand. It's not like he's making millions. <laughs> he could finesse it more and make millions. Yeah, um, but he the, doesn't. His, not his glasses are pretty whack for that, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He would need to be much more subtle. I mean, security's going to notice his big. He, he's got. I mean, he basically is up to Cyclops glasses. Yeah, they're, they, I mean, they're probably assuming that the glasses are how he's cheating. He is kind of like a middle-aged Scott Summers, isn't he? That's why yeah. I keep bringing up That's X-Men. why he's such a fucking dork. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, no, now that you mention it, though, because we're already saying maybe Stan Lee saw this and that's why he's got Xavier of the X-Men, might also explain why he's got Scott Summers in there. Yeah, yeah. Guy with magic eyes who wears big glasses to hide it. I mean, obviously, these powers are more passive. Yeah, it's the opposite. They, he doesn't it's have the other Superman blast, eye power. But, yeah. I mean, let's not forget Cy- Cyclops. They're not is, heat. They're he does not force. burn I know. you. An Iron Man is also concussive blast, right? Well, they're the yeah, because they're also what he flies with. Oh, yeah, you got to get the. Really? But they're not explicit. Is that how he's flying? He's yeah, just, the, he's the, just, the repulsors. Yeah, he's just. Oh, okay. No, I was I was thinking like he had little, like pellets in there. Just, boom, right. <laughs> That'd be cool. He just like bla- that would be awesome. I want Iron Man to do that. He just shoot out. Infinite speed of ping pong balls, just bum 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 bum. bum. <laughs> and he flies using those. That's how that's how the um, water-based um, jetpack works. Yep. 
that makes that, that does cause some problems for him. And where'd he go? His ping pong balls. He'd have to have like a giant backpack of ping pong balls. But he'll give him the Spider Man issue. If he no, that, out that's a fluid. '60s Batman comic villain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or '60s Batman TV villain. Well, he could team up with X Men with X Ray Eyes, and they can yeah. they can hit up um, Batman that way. So, mm. I, I guess for early '60s films, it's a banger. Yeah, that's right. Like, obviously, the listener who has listened to this and hasn't seen the film. Is weird. <laughs> you're weird, but if you're into like '60s sci-fi, this is yeah, this is probably a recommend. I mean, if you watch it 15 years ago and you're listening, I guess that's cool. Then you if you're if you're the listener who's like, you just watch like modern blockbusters, you're not going to get much out of this. <laughs> Everybody remember the last scene. Yeah. I wonder how much background music people have heard in this episode. <laughs> I hope it's constant. <laughs> um, being that we're recording this on a smoker's patio with, but we don't smoke. So. <laughs> We might have pissed off a smoker. They could have gone and smoked. There's, there's plenty of adventures we we're not using. We would have kept fine. doing our thing if they wanted to light up. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, anything else you want to say? Smoking kills, don't do it. Okay. As for this podcast, you'll find this podcast on Twitter at MLSFSPod. We're also on Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Make sure you rate and review, like, and subscribe. Tell your friends. If you want to hear other podcasts me and Matt make, probably we've mentioned the twilight zone one enough you should check that out <laughs> yeah, enough podcast. double post this <laughs> that was, that was, i was going to suggest that myself as well yeah um that's over on is time it enough, at time enough pod time enough pod time enough pod on twitter time enough podcast and you can find all of our podcasts and if you want donate to help keep them online listen to them a little bit early go to patreon.com slash podcastio podcastius i Okay, so I'm gonna rip my eyes out, I guess. Pluck them out! Pluck them out! I I still see!